Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode six of Dick's Picks Betting. I am Michael, brought to you here by Richard and Mike Simon. Uh, so, Mike, we got a chance to go over our picks from week zero. Um, I figure we'd have some time to go over yours as well. Obviously, week zero, you had a pretty good week, two and zero in UFC, zero and one in college football. Uh, what do you, What do you think about week zero? Uh, first off, gentlemen, thank you for having me back on. It was a lot of fun. It was good to get out to a good start. You know, the UFC, I wanted to hit the MMA mic plays, get everybody off it. I kind of forgot to tell all the listeners that, you know, they were having it in Malaysia. So it was nice to wake up to winners for most people that followed those plays. So it was always good to start the college football year, you know, money up going into the day. Um, Ohio, man, I went on this big old rant on the show about how I was betting on Curtis Rourke. And then Curtis Rourke exits after the first possession where he leaves with a field goal. Offense looked much better. Backup quarterback didn't look good. That was a little bit of a tough break for me, but I knew he was banged up going in. No excuses. We're going to do better this week. Yep, yep. So moving on, we had our our Thursday picks also. So, uh, you know, I had Rhode Island. Uh, would have taken 10 points. Uh, fortunately, I got 17 and a half. Obviously, the line took a little bit of time to get out. And then Nebraska plus four and a half. So I was 2-0 and for Thursday night picks. Richard, how did you perform? Uh, I hit both of those. I'm glad we called Rhode Island being 17 to point dogs. That was pretty dead on. Yeah, you were, you were uh, spot on with that. That's for sure. Spot on on that one. Uh, so Florida pick, obviously that early bet we put in didn't work out. Um, I did take some lives at 13, 14, and 17, so that kind of covered up the original 8.5. And, and then we also had um, the UCF-Kent State game over that hit, and then I had Rhode Island anywhere from 17, all right, 17, 19, 20, 21. I think I had a 24 as well. Uh, two losses I had, though, that kind of stung was the NC State minus 10.5 live, and then I took Nebraska on that final possession to win it, and that didn't work out for me, but I know it worked out for somebody else on the show. <laughs> hey, I always bet on Nebraska finding a way to lose a game. I can yeah. respect that, but, you know, just, hey, they were still seven-point dogs. You know, they easily covered, yeah. so, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy with my Nebraska bet, and my God, they should have won that game. I love, like, I'm upset that they lost. Like, I, I wish they would have won. But in the grand scheme of things, I am actually happy they played so poorly and lost because next week's game at Colorado, they're going to get faded like crazy. Colorado is going to be just hammered again like they were hammered today, and it's going to be great because Colorado is going to lose that game. Yeah. And hopefully Jeff Sims doesn't throw – Two picks in that game, too. My God. In the end, or in the end zone. God, that one before half really gosh. hurt. Oh, my gosh. Frustrating. Frustrating. Yes. Well, uh, so we skipped Friday, uh, but we did take picks on Friday. So Friday overall, you know, Richard, the picks I believe we all had was uh, Michigan State. Um, we all did take Miami of Ohio, unfortunately. Um, and then yeah, a lot of us took most State. So... A decent Friday, decent Thursday, definitely turned things around from week zero, unless you're Mike and you just kept on the path of winning. <laughs> I, I was 0-1 on college football, but, you know, we got week one here. You know, it, it, the birds are chirping, the sun's a little brighter. It's week one of college football, so we're, we're going to write that ship today. Yep, yep. <laughs> so that's a good transition into our week one Saturday picks. 
So Richard, starting off with you, you know, any of the 11 a.m. games, uh, maybe maybe earlier games that you have uh, strong leans towards? Yeah, so like I said, I got, I originally started with 17 earmarks, and now I got about 22, so today could be a long day for me. But anyways, the ones I really like at 11, obviously I love TCU, minus 20 and a half against Colorado. Um, Sonny Dykes has made it publicly known that he's not a big fan of Dion. Um I don't know if anybody's watched that show that Dion and them have about the season, and they give us they give you a lot of practice highlights, and it's all great, you know. Their, their offensive line is so undersized; it is going to get pushed around and bullied around. And again, they have no depth besides their starters. TCU is probably going to hang fifty. Colorado might score ten, um, so that's one of the plays I've already taken, and I'll watch it live and probably hammer it a ton more. Um, the other game that I have a lean on is I have Fresno um, and Purdue. I like Fresno plus three and a half. It'll be a live play for me to try to catch it with some more a bigger number. Um, also leaning Louisiana Tech, even though they played absolutely terrible last week against FIU. Their defense was improved. Offense wasn't as great, but um, they do get back their best wide receiver and best running back who both set out last week. And then you got SMU looking forward to that game against Oklahoma. And then finally, um, at the 11 o'clock slate, I like NIU, Boston College. I'm going to try to catch that somewhere around 10 or 11. NIU brings back a ton of guys. Um, Rocky quarterback Lombardi. Rocky Lombardi, if I think, he can in what, stay year healthy. 15. I know, if he can stay yeah. healthy this year. I just need to stay healthy for this game. Season-wise, he's never healthy, but, um, you know, he's got 15 years of college football under his belt. You know, he was a Power 5 blue-chip prospect. Sat out all of last year, so I'm hoping they can at least keep it close. Um, so we'll see. Those are the 11 o'clock leans for now. Well, yeah, that was very kind of you. You took every single game that I had my eye on, uh, quite literally all of my picks. I, you know, TCU, I'm gonna I'm gonna go crazy. I'm gonna take minus 27 and a half, uh, big alternate because uh, I want to see Colorado get smashed. Um, Fresno, Purdue. I was actually leaning Purdue. I know you're big on Mikey, um, but Personally, I, I just want to lean with the perennial Big Ten team. I know they they got a new coach in, but that Illinois defensive coordinator coach was really, really good. Um, and I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too high on Fresno State, especially when they're going all the way to um, Fort Wayne. Or is it Fort Wayne? They're going all the way to Purdue. Anyway. And then uh, NIU uh. and Louisiana Tech, I, I was also – favoring those as well so not not a whole lot of diversity in our picks in the am looks like you uh learned a thing or two huh mike about what or michael about how to pick games huh learn from the good ones <laughs> that's funny that's that's hysterical hey but i don't i i personally am leaning purdue but uh we literally did not even speak on any games that were different so and hopefully mike has something what all I know right now, guys, in 11 o'clock, I might need to fade. I just heard, you know, a lot of confidence coming out of Richard early there. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, in general, I, I like both of you guys' picks there. So, Good. I was going to say the probably we, hail and join in the misery. The funny game we used to play, Michael, is whenever I used to, you used to say, all right, let me see if I can guess the games you're leaning in today. And you'd, ha- you'd usually hit like 60, 70%. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I have a good idea of what you're looking for. Okay, so you know yeah. what? We'll just we'll start with the the later games, and I'll just start guessing what I think you're into here. Um, so you oh, and I, goodness. Iowa State. If uh, I'm not sure what the line's going to come out on that, the line, but I mean, depending the line upon the line, 
it's not. I haven't found anything. Uh, but yeah, I think depending upon what that line there. is, you're going to look for Northern Iowa. Um, next game, Washington against Boise. You're going to be going on Washington is my guess. Um, after that, um, Wisconsin-Buffalo. I don't think you're going to be taking a spread, but I could see you trying like an over on that. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, SEMO, K-State, you're definitely going to be on SEMO. Uh, Texas A&M, New Mexico, I could see you taking Texas A&M just because of how much you like them, but I, I don't really know. That's kind of probably going to be a giant spread because New Mexico is god-awful. Uh, Colorado State, Washington State, you're definitely going to be on Colorado State. Uh, UTSA, Houston, you're definitely going to be on UTSA. Um, who else we got? North Carolina, South Carolina. I'm going to say you're leaning North Carolina as a guess. Um, and then West Virginia at Penn State, you're, you're probably taking West Virginia. Uh, I know Wyoming, Texas Tech, you're definitely taking Wyoming. And probably the biggest game of the day for you is going to be South Alabama at Tulane. You are going to be hammering South Alabama, I can guarantee that. Uh, but we also have another game I bet you're on too, is Incarnate Ward beating UTEP. Uh, your revenge of your last week's loss is my guess. So... How did, how did I fare? Did I get just about everything? You got everything, but one has been earmarked. I probably won't bet the UTEP game just because of the loss. And uh, an accurate word's got a new quarter, a new coach, new quarterback, and I don't know how they're going to play. Um, he's the youngest coach in FBS, I think. Or, yeah, he's the youngest coach in the FCS um, and in all college football. Um, but, yeah, no, you pretty much hit everything that I've been leaning except for a couple couple that you didn't mention, uh, I do have a lean on the Akron-Temple game. And then... Um, Rice-Texas we'll is my guess, right? Yeah. My, yep. So actually, Rice. my dad's in town. My dad's in town, so he came into the office and sat here for about four hours the other day, yesterday and Thursday, and read all my notes and everything out and told him to give me a pick. And so the one he likes is Rice at Texas, so... Oh, okay. Um, so no, okay. So I'm gonna say I caught that one before you said anything. For the record, you did you did, ca- you did catch it. <laughs> um, and then the last one you didn't mention that I do like, I like Cal to blow the doors off of North Texas. Ah, I hate that you say that because that was my pick that I thought you weren't gonna have. <laughs> so Cal, no, I, I think they're minus six and a half right now. I like Cal minus nine and a half. I, I think they're gonna destroy North Texas. I'm with you on that. I agree. I agree on that one. I'm, um, I think they're going to do pretty. I think they're going to fare pretty well on those. But yeah, everything else you pretty much hit. Um, the UNC South Carolina game. That's a game that I know Mike's going to be on. Um, I don't know if I'll be on a side, but I'm definitely got to lean on the over under. Hmm. And you're leaning get into, the over. Uh, so I'm leaning on the under. Oh. So. One thing that's about that game is North Carolina's best wide receiver or their only top wide receiver, he's not playing. The NCAA still has not given him um, his approval to play, and he's a game-changing athlete. Uh, one thing that South Carolina lacks is size in the middle. Their defensive front, like, they weren't good last year. I mean, everybody ran the ball down their throat, and they lost their three best players. Hmm. They are undersized of the defensive line. They don't have any... Um, they don't have any size or any depth. And UNC's offensive line is actually pretty solid. And without having a ton of athletes on the outside, I could see them handing the ball off quite a bit and kind of running this clock down. Then offensively for South Carolina, they lost all their best players. Their best wide receiver, he's scheduled to play, but he he's he's not going to be 100%. 
Um, their best tight end transferred back to Oklahoma. Their offensive line got decimated in the portal. So I think the as hard as me as hard as it is for me to say this, UNC's defense is actually going to look improved against the South Carolina team who took a huge hit. Um, so I'm not going to take anything on the sides just because you never know what's going to happen with a UNC defense. But I do like the under in this game just because I think everybody thinks it's going to be high flying and go 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 go, which it should be. But I think with the clock change, it'd be sixty. It being sixty four and a half, I think the under is a good play here, and that's something that I'll probably entertain later on. And then I think Mike's got a side on this. <laughs> all right, yeah. So of course, guys, for my logic, I scoured all these week one picks for you to find and show off my gambling big brain, and I picked the college game day game, and I am actually riding with the Gamecocks. They are not. I don't even need the two and a half. I'm taking money line. This is the ranked versus unranked that falls week one. Last week I went with the best player in the field. This week that's Drake May. I am going to learn from my mistakes and stay away from it. Mac Brown is traditionally very much a player's coach. They don't do a lot of tackling in practice. He's real easy on the guys. North Carolina struggles week one. They almost went like four overtimes against a bad App State team, I want to say, last year. Similar guys, Richard already pointed out, their best wide receiver not returning. I like Shane Beamer in South Carolina. Might get me a special teams touchdown be the difference. You know, we got Spencer Rattler back for his senior year. They did lose a lot. But this is still an SEC team that I think could be better, more physical, and get the week one upset. No, I think you're dead on about the special teams, too. I mean, that was South Carolina's bread and butter last year. So if they're able to even replicate it just a little bit, that'll make them a lot better for sure. But I'm not taking a side on that, so I'll be cheering for you, Mike. But that over-under is something I might look at. But my over-unders this year, as have been historically, have been absolutely terrible. I'm at about a 25% clip on my over-under decisions right now. So... This might be the end for me again, like I have had in the years past, where I do it week one, week zero, and then I just quit because it's not working out for me. <laughs> hey, well, at least you're hitting the spreads pretty well. That's all we can really Fucking ask. Hawaii. Fucking Hawaii, man. Good grief. <laughs> all right, so we'll buzz through these real quick. You know, Just give us a quick rationale on, on any of these games. So, Boise, Washington. Uh, Boise, Washington. I think that Boise State's offense is just not going to be able to keep up. I'm not a fan of their coach. I thought he just he's just not a good decision maker at times. And Boise State's quarterback, while he's coming back from a year last year where he took over midway through and he's, you know, got a whole summer and a whole spring and fall camp behind him. I think Washington's offense is just gonna be too much and the defensive front for Washington's actually really solid. Um, Boise's biggest question mark is their defense, and so I just don't think that they're gonna be A able to generate points and B Washington's gonna come out and try to make some noise. All those receivers are back. Um, quarterbacks back, obviously. Uh, offensive line, I don't think it's going to have any problems against the Boise defensive front. So uh, if I could get this down around 13 somewhere live, I think I'd entertain it. Um, I don't I don't see this being a close game at the end. I mean, I could honestly see Washington winning by about 17. Mm-hmm. So moving on, uh, Rice, Texas, obviously JT Daniels, third time playing Texas at Texas, this uh, third team as well. Um, so obviously I'm assuming you're favoring rice in this one. Give us your explanation. So rice has got, you know, you mentioned it, got JT Daniels starting for the third different team on the road at Texas, but they do bring back some wide receivers who are going to be extremely solid and playmakers on the outside. Rice's defense is never great. Um, so I think it'll be a high scoring game. I don't even see the line for this. I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be what somewhere in the 25, 28 range. Um, but so I think with Rice's offense, they should be able to put up, you know, anywhere between 10 to 17 points. 
And if they're able to do that, I don't think Texas is going to be showing all their cards to play, especially going into Bama next week. Um, they're going to try to keep everybody healthy, and I think they're really going to lean on the run um, and not try to expose too much what their top wide receiver is going to be doing next week because, again, they got a big tilt next week, and that's something they've had circled all year long. And Rice is always that sneaky team. I mean, last year at USC, if it wasn't for, what was it, four or five interceptions and fumbles, like I think it was like six total turnovers. I mean, they keep that game close, and I think they had two pick sixes in that game against USC last year. So they historically... The last two years, they've been pretty good on the road. Game one against bigger teams that are bigger, better, more athletic. Um, so, again, I don't see the line for some reason coming out on my iPad, but I would guess that line's got to be somewhere in the 25 to 28 range. Does anybody else see it? I, I don't even see the line, to be quite honest. It was. I, I would. That's where I put it down with my numbers. So I'm hoping it's somewhere in there, and that'll kind of dictate whether I entertain it or not. I mean, if it's down in the 17s, I'll probably stay away, but I think it should be around 25 to 28. That would be my guess. But again, I'm not seeing it. I'm not sure why. 30, Have you seen anything 35 else? and a half. 35 and a half. Yeah, I'll take that all day. I think they keep it closer than that. I think, again, everybody's high on Texas. Texas is not going to be pulling the doors off of anyone week one. And again, Rice's offense is pretty solid. They got McCaffrey's son, um, the youngest one, I think, plays wide out who transferred in. I think he was, what, Nebraska, Michigan in the past and they also have another wide receiver who's really a stud i can't remember the name off the top of my head and then obviously jt daniels who's a former five-star usc georgia colorado no usc georgia where was he west, west virginia. virginia right so virginia. i think again 35 i'll take 35 all damn day and i think that's going to be a really good play and that might be my favorite one of the day and again um, my dad circled that thinking that the line would be 21 to 20 so um, the fact that we're getting 15 more points than we originally anticipated I really like that game it sounds like space for an alternate uh, honestly I hey I hit my first alternate last night I'm sure yeah. you're happy with that yeah, one yeah I was proud Michael. of you man I was proud of you I hit all my Michigan State alternates as well minus 17 and yeah. a half minus 13 and a half and then another one live yeah see see Michael I, I I'm starting to uh, dabble with the alternates a little yeah, bit it we, like, out. We, got it. It we like it plus, got it plus 135 last night on that michigan game so yeah, can't yeah. beat that or michigan state game yep so moving on we got two more games let's buzz through these pretty quickly uh washington state at colorado state uh i already took that earlier this summer at 14 it's down to 10 now i probably won't touch it again unless it gets up a little around there i don't think 10 is a good line um, but again, you know, everybody knows how high I'm on, I am on Colorado state, you know, that's Mike's favorite team in the mountain West is what he told me. So, um, I, I think you keep going back to a team that won three games and put your trust in them feels a little crazy to me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, it is a little crazy, but again, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I want to fast forward to week three already because I'm so excited for that Colorado, Colorado state game. It's going to be patience, patience. There's money to be won. I know, I know, but I'm just, I, I'm, I keep checking my iPad to see if it's going to pop up early and it's not going to. And I don't know. like I said, I hope, a part of me hopes Colorado State gets blasted this week and they look absolutely terrible just so everybody, I mean, so that line comes out at like 21 or something on week three, but it's going to be, the line's going to be eight or nine, maybe 10. Doesn't matter if they win the game. So moving on, we have UTSA at Houston. Richard, I, I know you're high on the road runners, so uh, give us give us your pick. I like UTSA. I'm not going to touch this game, actually, just because I don't know. I like Houston's running back. Um, I liked him at West Virginia. It's at home. Last year's game was a little crazy. Um, I'm not sure what to expect from a Houston team that's going to be really down. It's probably going to be dead last in the Big 12. Um, So I'm not really going to pay attention to it too much. I'll probably watch it, maybe try to catch something live. But 
UTSA did lose their coordinator and they did lose their best wide receiver. So um, the quarterback's still there, but again, um, their head coach is pretty solid. Uh, I'm sure he's been able to develop some guys, but I'm not going to be touching that game, I don't think. Okay, okay. So moving on, we have uh, Texas Tech at Wyoming. I know you're high on Wyoming as well, and uh, obviously thinking Texas Tech is looking ahead to Oregon. I don't know who scheduled that game for Tech, but that was just a stupid choice. I mean, I don't think they can win Wyoming, but you are going into a place that's got altitude. You're going into week one, so there's some things to work out. Um, Wyoming's defense is solid. Their quarterback play, we've touched on that before. I don't know if he's going to be able to keep the ball from being turned over. Um, so I don't know. I think 14 and a half is a pretty good line. I'd like to have it about 17. So my, I already took it at 14 and a half. I'm going to try to eye it, get it at 17, especially if Tech's high-powered offense comes out and gets a quick score. So that's something I'll be leaning on as well. But um, that's a game I'll watch very closely because, again, Next week, you got Oregon at Tech, so I'd like to see how Tech looks. And I know they brought in a bunch of big-time transfers on the D-line, so I'd like to see how those big guys hang out. Yep, and moving forward to what I know is your favorite game of the week, South Alabama at Tulane. Richard, tell us how you feel about this game. I I felt a lot more confident before I kind of dug into things, Um, especially since the lines dropped a little bit. It's down to six and a half. But I think South Alabama was a solid team last year. They bring back a ton of production. Tulane, obviously, coming off that high season from last year. But when you lose your best offensive weapons, aside from the quarterback, and your best two defensive players on the D-line, it changes things quite a bit. And again, you mentioned next week they got a home game against Ole Miss that they're probably eyeballing as well. So that's definitely a very tough matchup they have. Their first three games this year are pretty tough, and there's no easy cupcakes. And I just think that... U.S. South Alabama can keep it within seven, um, six. I'm not too high on seven and a half is a lot better. So if you haven't caught it yet, I would definitely wait to catch something live. Yep. So that sums up me uh, bouncing through all these games. But I guess back to you, Richard. Uh, let's let's go through your picks for the week. So I don't have. I mean, the picks that I've locked in, I've already talked about. The other ones, I'm kind of watching. <clears throat> watching the West Virginia game just because I think it's going to be a dead nuts under game. It's going to be really run heavy on both sides, but West Virginia's size really, really, really concerns me, even though they bring back all their offensive linemen. Um, I'm hoping all the trash talk they've been hearing from the entire public is going to help motivate them a little bit, but going to happy Valley to play on the road, a top 10 team is going to be very, very, very difficult. Um, so that's not something I'm going to check out too much. And then one game I'm actually going to probably watch quite a bit of is the Southeast Louisiana Mississippi state game. Mississippi State's quarterback's now going to be um, under center, which is going to be different. They're going to be running like a, uh, what is it, like a wishbone-type offense that they bring in from the OC, the OC brings in from App State. They're changing the entire offense of a team that was recruited specifically to run the shoot the shoot and run. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Southeast Louisiana lost a ton of their best players to the transfer portal. I mean, a bunch of their guys went Power 5, D1. Um, so I don't know how they're going to look, but they are a top 15 FCS school. So it's going to be interesting to see how they play because they do have some other games against some uh, FBS teams coming up in the following weeks. So I kind of want to see what they look like. Um, so maybe we could use them in the future. And then obviously UNI, ISU. UNI is a tough team. ISU has gambling issues. So who knows what's going to happen on that. But that's pretty much my leans. And again, we'll put them in the thread as they come out or as I bet them. Yep. So I have... One more game to question, probably a game neither of you are expecting. Eastern Washington at North Oof. Dakota State. Oof, what's the line on that? I The line has not come out yet. I just want to know your guys' thoughts. Obviously, two 
big time teams in the FCS. I, I honestly spent a lot of time studying this one. I'm very well versed. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no fuck all. I'll let you boys have this one. Uh, I mean, two different styles. He's care or. Eastern Washington's going to run the spread. They're going to shoot. They're going to try to get downfield quick. North Dakota State, pro-style offense, big guys up front. I know defensively they lost a lot from a team that lost in the championship to their rival South Dakota State last year. Um, I honestly don't. Where's the game at? Is it in? It's in It's in Fargo, I believe. Oh, it's in Fargo? I mean, they're, so they're in the Dome. I mean, I have no idea on that game. I won't be touching that. That's not that's not for me, sir. I don't that's too big of a too big of a matchup week one for me to look at. And you know that I bet I would say North Dakota State's gonna be favored by at least ten or fourteen. Oh, I'll I'll bet they are too. Um yeah. so I actually lied. Never mind. It's in Min- Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yep, in Minneapolis. Don't know why it's there, but it is there. Minnesota or is there another Minneapolis in there, there's Dakota a Minne- Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> The, okay. The I was name like sh- that from the Vikings' new stadium. Why the fuck would they play it there? I I don't know. I mean, Eastern Washington. They obviously had a bad year last year. I mean, but the year before they so were going to sell it out. Oh, I bet they will. North Dakota State fans are That's crazy, and Eastern Washington's a a pretty big football school. I feel like now. Well, I was remember a couple years ago, North Dakota State when they're winning all those championships. That they had a they had a story about how all the fans drink out all the beer that this, these little towns these little FCS schools have in this entire in the entire town. Like they'll go to games, and so many fans will come and they drink so heavily that they run the entire town out of beer. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, what else is there to do in North Dakota? I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, moving on to uh, the the small slate of Sunday Monday games. Uh, you know, LSU uh, Florida State. Huge game, and then we have Clemson Duke on Monday. You feeling any strong way of, of either of these two games? I know Mike is. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, and so obviously, with all those big games, Simon says for the Sunday Monday play, those primetime games, we're definitely going to the game everybody's going to have to watch. The ugliest game out there, sing me a song, Shiano Man. I want the Rutgers Charlotte Knights on the Sunday. <laughs> oh, he's squad. going sicko squad. I like down. it. <laughs> so they're going to cover. Everybody knows what's going on with Northwestern. They, they've had a nightmare offseason. They only returned five starters. Um, obviously, they had the scandal rock them. Had a bunch of kids transfer out. We have the D coordinator got promoted to head coach, but it's his first year there. He's a North Dakota State guy. Uh, Greg Shano's. I mean, he's back in Rutgers, trying to build it back. We're returning seven on defense. I want to say eleven overall on the starters. I just. It's going to be an ugly, ugly game. Under might be a play, but I assume it's going to be low. I haven't looked at it because I don't like those. I'm like Richard. Um, but I like I like Rutgers to cover the touchdown at home. So you're got a hell of a punter. Two. Over under is 39 and a half. That's about right. Oh, yeah, that might be a play too. So. But, yeah. But, yeah. Rutgers does I'm, I'm going to go with punter. the Seattle man, man gets Simon Says to a 2-0 and this week. Um, out of those other games, though, I, I do like Clemson. I'll let Richard talk about it. I, mean, I know Duke brings a lot back, but um, that, that line does intrigue me. So I'll be curious to hear his thoughts. Yeah, I mean, the Clemson-Duke game, right away when I saw that come out, I was like, that is just begging the public to bet Duke just because of how well they put last year. I do like Elko because he was just a stud coordinator when he was at Texas A&M. Um, but again, I think that year two is going to be 
a step back for Duke just because their schedule last year was such a cupcake. Um, Clemson brings in the OC from TCU. I know Klubnik's going to have a different style offense because the coordinator last year was not. Some of their play calling really, really fucked DJ up. And so I think having a better coordinator is really going to change things. And then, um, again, uh, one thing I do respect Clemson is that they don't rely on the transfer portal at all. He likes to bring in his guys, recruit them, develop them, and make them the kind of players he wants, which you can respect. But I don't know if it's a great formula in today's college football. And again, you know, Clemson being down to their standards from last year, I think they come out on fire and kind of prove that, you know, they're one of the top five teams in the country. Again, I like Duke, but this game is, this is just begging you to take Duke. And I think, I think Clemson can win this game by about 17. And that's something I'll definitely be watching on Monday because it's the only thing to watch. Uh, LSU, FSU. I have no idea which game that's, which way that's going to go. I'm definitely going to watch it. LSU's best defensive tackle who got hurt celebrating on a third down stop last year in this game, blew his ACL out. He can't play because of impermissible benefits. LSU's projected starting running back. He's having to sit out. I mean, that doesn't really hurt them too much because their running backs were just fucking awful last year. Your quarterback led you in rushing. Um, and then Florida State's uh, one of their better, one of their new wide receivers that they brought in from Michigan State. He's questionable as well. So um, I don't know what's going to happen in that game. I think it's going to be a I think it's going to come down to the wire again. So for me, I'm definitely going to try to watch that live and try to catch either team at like four or seven. I mean, if you can catch either team at somewhere where it's above a three, I think it's a pretty good play because I think it's going to be very, very close and come down to the wire. Um, but it's going to be definitely one of the best games to watch all weekend. Okay, so before we end, uh, I figured we'd recap all of our picks. I'll start first um, going through all of my Saturday picks. All of these are plus money alternates. Don't be too surprised, Richard. First on my list, I had Northern Illinois plus 7.5 at Boston College. TCU minus 27.5 versus Colorado. Cal minus 9.5 at North Texas. Colorado State plus 8.5 against Washington State. Louisiana Tech plus 17.5 at SMU. South Alabama Moneyline at Tulane. And Purdue minus 6.5 versus Fresno. I like them all, but the Purdue one. Well, we can't all be great. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. What do you like? Oh, do you have any UFC fights, Mike? Oh, I do. I do. We'll, we'll do a quick recap yeah. here. So I'm giving you the money line winner on the South Carolina Gamecocks, and then we are hitting that up with my Shiano Man play of the week by touchdown Rutgers at home on Sunday. And then you, I could have rode off in the sunset as two and zero as your UFC guy, but we got to go back to the well this week. See if we can't give you guys some winners. Um, it's in France this week, so it'll be starting early. These fights, I think the main card goes at like two, the prelims are 11. So if your early football bets aren't working, you can check these out. The first fight I like, I like to start at the bottom of the card always, guys. I got an underdog play for you in Reese McKee. He is fighting Ainge Lucy. Reese is our younger fighter and our bigger fighter. He's got four inches taller, four inches in reach advantage, three years younger, Ainge's been in the UFC. He just He's had two UFC fights back-to-back. He split. He won one, lost one. He's a formidable opponent. But Reese is getting a redemption, so I love that, getting the bigger man of redemption. He fought in the UFC, lost two fights, bounced out, went down to Cage Warriors where he's won back-to-back championship fights. You look back at those UFC fights, one of the guys he lost to was Tabs Matt Chimeoff. He's a uh, currently top guy in the world. 
maybe a bad break. He's getting a second chance. Bigger man. I like that underdog play. Getting him at plus 130 right now. And then, because we got to give you a second one, because I can't go flash in the pan, we're going to give you two underdog plays. I'm not saying parlay these things. I'm saying play them separate, play the same amount. I hit one. Everybody's a winner. And MMA was a good day. We got to go up to the co-main event. Rose Namahun is, is plus money, and we got to take Rose. Um, the thing is, guys, we're getting Rose at plus 160 right now. She's making her first fight ever at 125. She's traditionally a 115-pound fighter. It's been a little over a year since she's fought. That is the reason you're getting the plus money. All I need to do is tell you about Rose is saying her last seven fights, she's 5-2, and two, and six of those have been world championships in the UFC. She has fought nothing but the best her whole career. To get her a plus money is too good of a bargain. We got to ride on that one. Love it. And Love it. Love those picks. Week. I like to go on record, too, you know, just to go against Richard. So I got, I got to circle back to one of his for one last prediction for you. Beware of Richard's Washington pick. That Boise State 14, Washington is without three of its five returning offensive linemen for last year. The running back, the starting running back, is not going to play today. If you don't establish a run game against non-Power 5 teams, they can hang around. 14 could be a scary number. I agree. I think 14 is very scary. Um, I think, Like I said, I think 13 and a half is where I'm going to try to catch it because I haven't bet that game yet and try to catch something live. You know, I hope Boise comes out that first possession and Obviously, the quarterback, he's got to be able to run the ball or at least make a couple throws because he wasn't able to throw the ball downfield. Um, but I think 14 scary, but I just, I don't know. For me, it's, again, I think that Boise defensive line is not going to be able to expose that Washington O-line like a big power five school will. And I think everybody still has in their mind the Boise of old of knocking off teams that are bigger, better, and stronger than them. And it's in Washington and Seattle. Um Here's a good question. Is uh, the old Seattle, or excuse me, the old Washington, old Boise coach Peterson going to be in attendance? And if so, what color is he going to be wearing? Uh, he's like a Mama Kelsey jersey, like split right down the middle. Oh, no. He'd, 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 he'd side with Boise. You think so? I do. All right. All right. I think but, he didn't, didn't Washington make him into like the admin position there. Like, I don't know. I, I think Wild. Yeah, he was part of that. He was a part of the administration after he retired. Just for the record. If if you guys see that prop, let me know. (laughs) Be on the lookout, Richard. I will. I mean, I, you know, I've been watching props a little bit more, but, you know, it's, uh, that's something I would definitely like to take. You know, we need to get the Shador Sanders over interceptions for today or sacks if we can find that somewhere because he's going to be running for his life. Over. I love that Gillespie defense and the way he's able to disguise stuff and that offensive line for Colorado is just going to be awful. I it mean, would they not got, be an episode if you boys didn't get more Colorado shade in here. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I just I can't stand it. I mean, I, I really I mean, some guy did come out. One of the sports writers did come out and say that this was the worst FBS team in all of college football, which is crazy. I mean, I'm not going to go that far, but and well, I, just I went, told you it's Northwestern. I don't know if it's Northwestern. I think the worst team in college football has got to be NIU. I mean, you got four passing yards last week. FIU. Or FIU, yeah. FIU. FIU's got to be. say, we're betting NIU. Be... Please please don't say that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got to be either FIU. And actually, you know what surprised me? I thought it would be Kent State. Kent State didn't look terrible against UCF. I mean, they were able to move the ball a little bit. Yeah, that was surprising. I must admit, that was yeah. surprising. Very so, surprising. Richard. 
this podcast is named Dick's Picks. Let's hear your picks oh, shit, yeah. for weeks one. So, uh, starting with the early games, uh, TCU, obviously, 20 and a half took that. I have a lean on Fresno at three and a half. Lean on Louisiana, or I took Louisiana Tech at 21. Uh, lean on NIU. Leaning you and I, I'm hoping that line comes out at about eight and a half to 10. I'm not sure what it's going to do. Um, I got a lean on Akron at plus 10. Uh, lean on Washington at minus 14. Lean on Rice, or not a lean on Rice. I'm going to take Rice right when I get off this at plus 35. Um, uh, I don't know what the Southeast Louisiana game is going to be, but I'm definitely going to watch that. Lean on Cal at six for sure, placing that bet. I already took Colorado State at 14 earlier this uh, summer, so I'll be watching that game, try to catch something live as well. Um, I'll watch the UTSA game, not sure where I'm going there. West Virginia, I'm going to try to get that at 21, 21 and a half. Um, I might buy the hook. I'm hoping it moves a little bit by 630. Uh, and then the UNC South Carolina game, I like the under there. I'm probably going to watch that live. And then Wyoming, like that. Uh, UT or USA, sorry, US, South Alabama, trying to get that at seven, maybe a little bit more. So I'll be watching that live, and then I'll watch the UTEP game and see if Dana Dimmel has corrected his poor coaching uh, decisions from last week. I think they come out and play a lot better and lean on the run like they should have last week against you know a team that's going to try to go up and down. It's probably going to be undersized at the D line, and then Sunday, uh, I like the Shiano man. Um, I think that they play pretty well there. And then I also uh, I'm gonna watch that LSU Florida State game. Not sure where I'm gonna play, but I definitely want to catch something at plus three and a half or plus seven. And then Clemson Duke. I think Clemson comes out and rolls, so I'll be taking that probably at an alternate. Honestly, if it stays at thirteen, I'll probably take it at fourteen, fourteen and a half. That's too small of an alternate. You got to be a little bit more aggressive for me, Richard. You know what? The fact that I'm taking alternates and I'm one to know in them so far this year is pretty amazing. There, Michael. Yep. Yes, it considering, is. I think I t- considering the only alternates I've taken in the past are heavy juiced ones to tease with something else. So yeah, yeah. No, we don't like heavy juiced. We like two to six points, and we're good. Hey, I got it last night. We took uh, we had a three team teaser. I took with all juice numbers to get it down at plus one twenty, and it hit. So I was pretty happy with that. That wraps up episode six. Good luck in week one of college football. We'll be back with episode seven to go over our picks from this week and get into week two.